Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly show about video games from handsomefandom.com. I'm Ben and with me here today is Brandon. What's up? Hey, I, I say your name like I'm like, here's Johnny. And step on down to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also with us, Dave, the, uh, the the subject of all the butt crack talk this this past week over Discord. It's the butt hey, crack boys. It's, it's the butt crack boys. Yeah. Wow. All three of us. I don't even remember that conversation. I just know that it got brought up in Discord. You called me dumpy. Oh. And then yes. and then the conversation blossomed when Brandon admitted he'd never seen or he never knew if I was dumpy or not. And then it just kind of went from there. Yeah. Gotcha. It was a natural I, progression. Yeah. I offer the information that I had a um a longer than normal butt crack, and that's just how it's uh but I'll embrace it. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because you couldn't be a plumber, all that good stuff. Okay. Now we're all back on track. Caught up. Yeah. Yep. Caught up. We've caught the audience up. Um, (laughs) Good to go. Dave, what's been happening in your world lately? Uh, I started a new face routine, you know, a daily face routine. Yeah. Yeah. I've been using a new moisturizer, trying to keep the, uh, the old cheeks and skin rosy and and moisturized and not dry and all that kind of stuff so that's that's pretty exciting Um, it's like it's like watching plants grow you know Uh it's it's a really slow and boring process but once you start to see the results it's it's quite rewarding so nice what is the product you're using lubriderm for men face and body yeah you got to start you got to start easy you got to sort of ease your way into it you don't want to go start buying a hundred dollar French products off the internet. Uh, right. You know, you want to start start low, start simple. So now, is I don't even know if I want to go there, but uh, <laughs> if you have more questions, I, I'm going to start a YouTube channel eventually, just okay. on my on my men's beauty products because everybody wants to see that. Right, um, you are so. kind of glowing right now. A Thanks, bit. man. See, yeah. it's working. Yeah, you're looking good, dude. <laughs> Brandon, what about you? Any new uh, body routines that you've got going on? Man, not a whole bunch. Um, I did have today off, which was very nice. Um, And I got a shit ton of stuff done around the house. That was also pretty rewarding. It's funny because my phone told me that you were on PlayStation. I was for some of the day. Okay. But it was also like the scrub the floors kind of day. Gotcha. Okay. Um, So three rooms later um, from top to bottom. And here I am. Feels good. Now, when you moved into your new place, your new house, mm-hmm. uh, was it one of those situations like you went in and it was pretty clean, but not amazing, but you just need to move all your shit in and then now you're getting around to cleaning it? Or was it like a filthy mess like a lot of apartments are when you first move in? No, it was actually not too, too bad. Nice. Um, I think they did pay for somebody to professionally come in and do it. So Good. we were lucky there. Yeah. Um, it's just the filth that's accumulated thus. <laughs> right. After moving in, I guess. So. Right, right. Understood. But uh, feels good. Feels real good. Now, I have to go back to Dave. I wasn't really going to get into this, but Dave, when you talk about your facial products, like I understand the, they'll kind of help with the moisturizing and all that stuff. But like with you, you said about got to start off small and everything. And I get what you meant, like price wise, and you don't want to go overboard right away. But like, I also want to know, like, is there a grit for these these uh, moisturizing, uh, exfoliating things, like does it like sandpaper where the you got you go by numbers and you know what degree of <laughs> like scrubbing you need to do? I hate that we're talking about this, but I'm going to answer the question. So I, I'm not an expert from what what I understand. There are uh, products called scrubs, okay, which they're face washes, but they have a bit of grit to them. Okay. And there's been a conversation. I did not expect a serious question. Or no, serious I did no, because I, I asked the question too, because I was all about those things. Because it, it really feels like you're you're cleaning, but yeah. uh, there's been some 
some uh, some talk lately that scrubs are actually worse for your skin than just like a regular sort of washing with soap or just a regular uh, face wash or something. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, if you want to use a scrub, you want to use it sparingly just uh, every every couple days. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those exist and I like them personally. But Nice. OK, good. It's um, it's good to know that that's a thing in case I ever want to get into that that kind of thing. Uh, I've never even thought about my face like that, like my skin. Yeah. And maybe that's evident to people who look at me, but to me, I'm just like, well, that's fine. No, I've had issues. It's, it's cold. Yeah. And I've oh, been yeah. so dry and I just tend to like, um, man my way through this and just want to scrub the shit out of my face until it's the way I need it to be. But that's not necessarily how it works. Right. Um, so Dave, I understand the struggle. Um, it isn't, it is something that is way more vast than I could have ever imagined taking care of your skin. Um, and it's something that is a noble pursuit. Yeah. And I, well, I'm in the minority here cause I, I don't have any facial hair and I don't really grow beards or anything. So I can kind of see it. I'm also very pale and that, that really shows in the winter. So it just kind of, you know, if I'm dry and I'm pale, it's just, just so much worse. So you have had a beard in the past though. I had a beard briefly, um, but I, I've not grown it back and I'm, I'm not, so you have to get over like the, in my experience, um, you know, if you commit to growing a beard, it's around weeks like three, four and five, where that's where you really have to power through it. Cause that's for me when it's the most itchy, it doesn't look all that great. And at that point you either shave it or you push through. And then one, by the time you get to like week six, it's like, it feels good. You're used to it. It's not itchy anymore. And I've, I've only been able to get past that point once. Right. And uh, that was a long, long time ago. But I, 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 I am proud to say that I can or have been able to grow a, a very nice beard, in my opinion. So nice. not, not as nice as you two boys, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see it anyway. I'm, in the, yeah. I'm an admirer of good beards. Cool. And that's what I mean. I, I also uh, like to mock bad beards, which is why Dustin gets a lot of shit from me. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, this show's about video games and facial care. And uh, for those of you who don't know, this show is sponsored by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. You can support us there at the $1 a month level or higher for ad-free early access to the show. We appreciate that. If you are in the Discord or if you're not, or I'm sorry, if you are on the Patreon or you're not, you can still go over and hang out in the Discord at handsomephantom.com slash Discord. We appreciate it. Uh, a couple of new people popped in there this week that were already patrons or had become patrons. Uh, so that was nice to see as well. But you don't have to be a patron to be in there. It's just, you know, an added little perk. Boys, basically two weeks ago, we had the biggest week in gaming news ever. And then last week was one of the most boring weeks ever to exist. And this week, not quite as big as two weeks ago, but still pretty big. And that is that Sony has purchased... Bungie. That's right, Bungie. The company that created Halo, previously owned by Microsoft, then moved and was sold to Activision, then became <laughs> became independent, only to tout their independence and, and claim that they always wanted to be independent to be later bought by Sony. Wow. Yeah, a little bit crazy. Uh, I'll just read a little bit here from uh, the site, Respawn Station, uh, I don't know if it's the best article, but it's the one I found that was the best or that was uh, the most immediately accessible. So it says the bidding wars have begun. 
Earlier this month, this is today, this is already February, but this was written last month. Uh, Microsoft shook the gaming industry equilibrium by announcing they were purchasing Activision Blizzard for a whopping $69 million. This led a lot of people to speculate about what Sony would do in answer. Most of the buzz has been around Spartacus, the rumored PlayStation equivalent of Xbox Game Pass. However, today, a, bit, a blog on Bungie's official site has announced that Sony is acquiring the team behind the original Halo games and Destiny. Uh, so it goes on to say a little bit more. Now, first of all, I want to say, I don't think this is, a, we'll talk about this more. I don't think this is a response. Uh, you don't come up with a response of this magnitude in two weeks or less um, of seven, you know, seven billion dollars. Or wait, not seven billion dollars, but four billion dollars or whatever it was. Uh, but anyway, it goes on to talk about how they're going to work together. Um, Sony puts out some language about how they've had a great partnership in the past and a great relationship. And we do know that Sony typically forms those kinds of deals, but we'll talk about whether or not Bungie and PlayStation really had a good relationship in the past. It talks about venturing into other media, also talks about what the current structure is going to look like, um, how they're going to remain independent, be able to still work on what they want to work on. And the most groundbreaking thing, uh, I think, at least from a lot of people's perspectives, is that they are going to continue to publish on all platforms. So even though it is a Sony-owned studio, I don't know if it's a Sony-owned IP, but a Sony-owned studio, they will still be publishing on other platforms. Boys, let's just get your initial impressions Dave, we'll start with you. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I mean, um, this happening two weeks after Microsoft made its big splash, uh, obviously made it look like uh, this was Sony punching back. But um, as you said, Ben, these things don't happen quickly. And and I was reading somewhere that this this deal had been materializing for about half a year now. So um, maybe not so much a reaction to what Microsoft did or announced two weeks ago, but. I mean, Microsoft's been posturing this way for a long time, so I think Sony needed to do something. Um, you know, I, I think there is a strategy here, um, and I, I'm not really sure what it is because, uh, you know, when this first came out, I thought Bungie did a great job of, of, of telling the Destiny community and their fans that, like, look, this means nothing for Destiny. Nothing's going to change. We're staying on all platforms, so you have nothing to worry about in that sort of uh, respect. Like that—that that was out minutes after that this news broke, um, and I kind of read it a very interesting way. I was reading it, and it seemed like they were being very specific to Destiny, right? Uh, and Destiny Two remaining, um, you know, multi-platform. It, you know, there's not going to be exclusive content on Sony platforms. Uh, but then sure enough, more interviews start to break with Jim Ryan, and it turns out that the plan isn't for any exclusivity across anything that Bungie produces. So I'm a little confused as to what this actually means, and I'm starting to think maybe I'm looking at this in a very traditional way, which is purely exclusivity. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to wrap my head around what you know this is going to look like in five years, and I said the same thing with the Activision stuff a couple of weeks ago, but... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, at least in the short term, how these chips fall and what this actually means. Yeah, agreed. I, well, let's go to Brandon first, and then I'll come yeah. back and comment on both. Yeah, no, I, I really don't think this is going to mean a whole lot for, I mean, it's apparent by what Dave even said. Um, as more has come out, I don't think it's going to mean a whole lot yet. Um, Destiny 2 is already fully realized and they've continued to support it. I don't think it would really make any sense for them to start cutting stuff from that now. But what I'm wondering is that like what is in the works? Because I feel like that's what Sony's looking forward to and like planning for preemptively by buying them. 
Um, you know, we got all these IPs that are just piling up in Microsoft and they need something that's a little bit more long term. And we've seen the success of Destiny 1 and 2, even with all of the hands that have been in both of those games. Um, and I really wonder what this means next for Bungie, because my understanding, and I don't know if you guys know any differently, but was that after Destiny 2, there wasn't really any confirmation of anything at all, not even another Destiny, like nothing. So I'm, it is exciting, I guess, because, you know, I love PlayStation. I love Sony. Um, but what I'm really curious of, and I don't really have an answer to, is what comes next. And I think that's what Sony's potentially banking on. I mean, maybe that's what they paid for. Maybe they know something we don't. Um, but I don't know. They're at the end of this life cycle in Destiny 2. I'm not saying it's dead, but it's been out. So... I'm thinking of what's next. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I think it's really interesting that there's not going to be any kind of exclusivity. And I look at it two ways. One, I look at it as Bungie. Sony knew they needed Bungie. And Bungie said, okay, we'll do it. But here are the exact stipulations. We're only going to do it this way. We're going to still polish how we want. We want complete creative control. We know they're not an easy studio to work with, probably, because like Microsoft and them didn't get along by the end. Activision and them didn't get along by the end. It, it can be a little weird. The other thing is that it's possible that for, you know, for exclusivity's sake, first of all, you know that Sony is seeing the money they're making on these other platforms that those numbers definitely came through before they made the purchase, I'm sure. But it's possible that Sony looked at it like, um, well, let me let me give an example. Say I have zero interest in bread. I just this is just a dumb example. I have zero interest in bread. But there's this uh, there's this person down the street who has a, a bread business and every day they're making bread and I see they're doing good work and I know that they're going to continue to do good work. Now, I have no interest in bread. I don't want to make bread. I don't want to own bread. I don't want to whatever. But they asked me if I can give them a, a loan of $1,000 to make their business better or not a loan, but I can buy their company for $1,000 and I'll get all the profits. As long as I keep pumping money into them every month, 1000 bucks a month, they'll keep giving me all their profits. So I look at it as an investment. Like I bought stocks before that I don't have any interest in. I bought all sorts of things. So just because it's not going to be exclusive and drive people specifically to their platform doesn't mean they're not going to still make money from it and profit from it and be able to pour that money into their other studios and stuff like that. So I think it could be one of two things or both at the same time. Uh, smart investments are just smart investments. They don't have to mean uh, exclusivity to your platform. And also, honestly, at this point, if you've got somebody who's already making insane amounts of money, do you think you're going to pick up all those extra millions of players on other platforms and bring them and get them to buy your devices? Probably not all of them. You're going to lose some in transition. So yeah. I think that it's definitely like a smart play. I also think there's a play for the future when it comes to streaming, when it comes to um, whatever the thing is that we get to that's past consoles, which may be, you know, still 15 years down the road, who knows, but I think that it's smart not to try to lock them down, tie them down for a lot of reasons, money being the biggest one, but you know, other, other also you're going to majorly piss off a bunch of people who are loving that game everywhere else, especially on PC and screw them out of being able to play uh, a game that people love obviously for many years. So I think there's a lot of reasons to it. I think it's smart not to make them exclusive. I think it's really brilliant actually. 
Um, and I kind of wish more people would do that. I understand why people do well, and the desire for it. but Well, I mean, Sony is decent at this. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but it, it does still deal with exclusivity as these PC ports. Right. They probably literally have profit graphs that literally are like whenever it gets to a certain threshold, it no longer makes sense. It's not profitable for this to continue to be exclusive. Right. And there has to be a graph somewhere and they've been doing very well. They sold a ton of copies of God of War. They sold a ton of copies of Horizon on PC. Yeah. It's the same way the other way around. That's like I think sold pretty well. You know what I mean? PC, yeah. So it seems like they're not foreign to this idea. Right. Um, and clearly it did not make sense financially right. to make this exclusive. Right. You know, one it, of, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, one of the things like when this first broke, I think one of the things I asked you guys in the Slack was like, who needed this more? And yeah, uh, yeah, obviously right. we're not going to know that, but um you know, one of the first things that came to my mind is is Bungie had been without a publisher, without Activision support for, I don't know, that ended like two years ago. Um, so I, I don't know what sort of position they're in with Destiny. Obviously, the game's carrying on. It looks really good. Witch Queen is about to come out at the end of this month. Um, but I wonder how much they needed this support financially to keep pumping into this thing. One of the interesting informations I was able to glean from um, one of the interviews that came out after this news broke was that um, this was allowing Bungie to fast track their plans for the franchise. And they specifically alluded to TV and film. And obviously we've yep. seen Sony start to push some of their properties into, into different entertainment mediums. So I wonder if this has a, had a big thing to, to play into it um, for, for Bungie, like, like, you know, we assume their plans are to keep, uh, destiny going, but like, in what ways do they want to grow it? Uh, could be TV and film and that could have played a big, yeah. big part of it. So, um, yeah, I think they have to, in order to keep the momentum there, because you naturally get people who fall off, who love destiny, but fall off like, like me and Brandon. Yeah. Uh, and so for us, those other mediums might be a way to bring us back in. And then you get people who have never played the game at all and they watch a show on Netflix or wherever. And all of a sudden they decide they want to check out this game uh, because it was so cool. I, I remember, uh, was it League of Legends? Had oh, a yeah. huge uptick yeah. in playership, even returning players after Arcane came out. Uh, even though I heard from, you know, mixed reviews about Arcane. But uh they they saw a huge increase in things so there's definitely a dynamic there that helps even if we don't always think that the uh other mediums besides video games are necessary they're definitely effective yeah uh especially for a certain group and you're right dave like there's no reason for them not to venture into these things if they have the financial backing and i mean somebody's got the financial backing they need so yeah. it's definitely going to be it'll just be more profit honestly now i think there's a fine line there we've been seeing slowly video game content that's not actually video games other media um trickle off that's been decent but there often is a fine line um and i think that regardless people will watch if sony puts out anything about destiny yeah but i really hope they have the know-all to do it right yeah um i'm thinking akin to like the mortal Kombat movie like i want to see that caliber that quality of video game appreciation um in these movies and Things like the old Assassin's Creed movie just didn't do that for me. So right. um, that's something I hadn't even previously considered was the movie stuff. 
for the TV show stuff, but that's pretty popular. I mean, what, what's this? Paramount Plus is now coming out with this Halo series. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so there's so many streaming services now, and they all have their one exclusive to make you try to get on their service, and it mostly works for most people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are the next? We could keep talking about about Bungie if we want, but do you guys see? this kind of thing these these acquisitions continuing to ramp up obviously it's going to be hard to get much bigger than activision but do you see mergers and acquisitions ramping up or are we going to start to see a little bit of a slowdown uh at this point i think that dave touched on something that was interesting and i agreed with what he said earlier about microsoft doing this for a while now yeah they've been it's not always been this big it's not always been activision but how long have they been pushing since they bought um hellblade studio when they started gobbling up all those small studios they've been doing it for a while now 2018 something like that yeah yeah yeah. that that sounds right yeah um but i think that it's likely yeah um at at this pace and i think the big boys are the ones that are going to be making the purchases i don't foresee microsoft moving at all for a little bit now i mean i don't know what they have left in reserve but um i wouldn't be surprised if we saw something else from sony i mean they they picked up Blue Point. They picked up uh who who the fuck were we just talking about? They picked Bungie. up Bungie. That's yeah. what it is. Jesus Christ. They picked up a few studios. They picked up um uh what's the name of that company that does Housemark. all the, the remakes? How they they got Housemark. Housemark. Yeah. Yep. Uh and I think that that's one thing I was gonna mention that somewhere in one of the interviews I read over the last couple of days, or holy crap, was that one day? Uh that was just yesterday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> holy shit. Jesus, how long has this day been? Uh <laughs> They said something about like our longtime partners or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, you've worked together on like exclusivity deals, but you've never like funded a project or anything. I, I don't know. I just didn't really care for that language. But I think it's, um, I, I agree. I think things are going to keep ramping up for the foreseeable future. And it's not great, but it's better than some of the alternatives. Uh, one thing I like about both this deal and the Activision deal is it gets the, uh the netties and 10 cent chinese money out of the equations yeah dude they can't even offer to purchase activision now it's right. already been purchased right dave you're 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 laughing at me here yeah no i i was <laughs> i was just gonna say uh at least 10 cent didn't buy them yeah. and uh i and that's the only one that i i i personally could see maintaining this level of aggression in terms of acquisition um you know microsoft is a giant but you know, the pie is only so big and I'm sure their investors really want to start to see uh, the recent acquisitions they made start to bear fruit before they keep gobbling up um, companies. I think Sony's already in an enviable position and the Bungie acquisition just makes it that much better. So at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if things start to simmer down. But Tencent's just the one that seems to be the most unpredictable. But I mean, I'm I personally want to start to see how how these things bear fruit, because I mean, um, you know, in in terms of the big like acquisitions over the last few years, like Bethesda is the oldest one. So let's see what Starfield looks like. And I don't right. know how much of Microsoft fingerprints are going to be on that, but it, th- there's going to be something there. So, um, you know, when we've been having these conversations, I'm saying I, I don't it's going to take a long time for us to see what these acquisitions actually mean. And I think the Bethesda one is going to be the first to kind of show um, how it's actually has the potential to change the gaming landscape. So, um, yeah, but I, I, I mean, only time will tell. 
We'll see. Sure. Yeah, and I honestly, boys, I hadn't even previously considered that Tencent would be putting pressure on both Sony and Microsoft by oh, sure. buying so many. Yeah. I had only considered it. I had put myself in the box of the two giants right. butting heads. And what truth there is to that, who knows? I mean, there certainly is pressure either way when big studios are moving hands. But I hadn't even thought before that maybe the reason, part of the reason Microsoft and Sony are upticking is because of Tencent. I mean, realistically, it could be. I think that's probably accurate, yeah. I also think it's interesting, you know, we know in the case of Activision, they walked into Phil's office and, and asked him if they wanted, if he wanted to buy them. And I wonder if they went to Sony. In this case, too, I wonder who did the asking. Like Dave was saying earlier, who who needed who more? Uh, did Sony tr- go to Bungie and ask to buy them? Did Bungie reach out for help? Did they also go to Microsoft? Did they say to, was it was it NetEase that had a person? Somebody... Somebody, some Chinese company had a five percent or so uh, stake in them, or maybe a higher stake than that, in Bungie, and uh, asked if uh, you know, I wonder if they tried to get them to buy the rest of them out, which I can't imagine they would have declined. Uh, really interesting stuff for sure. Yeah, uh, I'd be really curious to see those, you know, some of those backroom deals. Of course, most of them we never will, and they're probably you know sealed and everything, but probably some interesting stuff. Uh, well, speaking of mergers and acquisitions and stuff like that, we talked a little bit about, you know, is this monopoly, that kind of stuff before, and we've given our opinions on that, but this comes from videogameschronicle.com. This is the next story I had. The FTC has reportedly stepped in to review Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal. Uh, the review will not be handled by the Justice Department, which is the, normally the case. Uh, quote, as reported by Bloomberg, the FTC will investigate the deal to de- determine whether the takeover of the publishing giant constitutes unfair competition according to a person speaking to the organization anonymously it is understood that the deal will not be reviewed by the justice department which typically works with the ftc on similar cases microsoft declined to comment about the review and reached out to by bloomberg the ftc also didn't respond to a request for comment the activision blizzard acquisition means the xbox will gain exclusive ownership of some of the industry's biggest franchises as we discussed before uh it is expected to close during Microsoft's fiscal year 2023, which I don't know when their fiscal year starts, but it's still a little ways off for sure. Um, it goes on to explain a little bit about uh, what competition and monopoly and stuff like that means. I, guys, I, I don't know about you, but I don't think this means anything for, it's just standard. They're just going to look at it to be able to say they did and just turn their eye to a big deal like this. But like a monopoly would mean that no one else is able to compete or only able to compete on a very small level. And that's just obviously very simply not the case. There's still plenty of competition to go around, plenty of other people making video games, other places to buy your games, etc. You just can't buy those specific ones if you don't like where they are and, and who owns them or whatever. But I don't know. Brandon, do you have different ideas on that? No, I mean, I think you're exactly right. It's just status quo. They're just doing what they're supposed to do. Um, I don't think in any way... Is this an outlandish or ridiculous? So like, if Microsoft would buy Sony or something, that would be kind of that would be yeah, that, that'd probably be pushing. You that. know what I mean? Because yeah. Microsoft could. We talked about that last right. week. You know what I mean? So, um, but no, it's just it is what it is. And I think as I've gotten further away from the um, Activision acquisition, yeah, um, that's a tongue twister. Kind yeah. of. <laughs> um, I just am worried less about it. I think it was so shocking at first when we first heard about it. Yeah. And as time has went on, I don't know if that's because I own both major consoles, but um, all three really. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess they'll look at it and yeah. 
not a whole lot's going to come of that. So, Dave, I know you know the FTC is this foreign thing to you up there in Canada land, but what do you think? Do you think there's any any threat to the deal not going through? No, and I think it's it's honestly just due diligence for a uh, deal of this size. Right. Um, you know, when it first broke, I I was reading that it was likely that this is going to get investigated, but it's if if it didn't happen for a deal of that involves this much money. Um, it, that would be more suspect than it than it actually ha- uh, flagging this investigation. But it's it's interesting that you know they're looking at this as a potential monopoly, and and they just want to do their deal, due diligence about that. But this is an industry that operates um, so heavily outside of the United States, where it's it's I'm I'm kind of wondering how the FTC and the Justice Department are going to look at it from that lens because. Um, if they're going to do that, then do they have to take into account how much of the market share that like Tencent owns or a Chinese company or Sony, a Japanese company or Ubisoft, a French company? Like there's so much that operates outside of the United States that it's 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 I don't know. It's it's weird to even consider it potentially a monopoly. But um, yeah, I, I don't think it'll change anything. And And again, I think it's just a due diligence piece. Agreed. Something I was going to bring up earlier, by the way, that I forgot to bring up. We see Bungie go for, uh, what, $4 billion. Uh, We see Activision Blizzard go for 70, although that's a totally different ballpark. Uh, We've seen lots of other places, studios go for uh, millions or, or, I'm sorry, billions of dollars. I was thinking about Insomniac and how they just sold a little bit too early for $229 million. (laughs) They're probably just like kicking themselves over and over and over. Yeah, I was going to say that's... The quality of that studio. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's in good hands. I sure. think that Sony yeah. will treat them right, and it seems like they have before. But you're probably right, Ben. They probably, yeah. yeah. The, the the valuation of all these companies have just gone up so much over recent years. And with everybody buying everything, uh, just people are paying over market value for companies. So it's, it's funny to me that – not funny, kind of sad to me that like – one of my favorite studios is just getting just got shafted a little bit. <laughs> I mean, they'll going going wrong. Ted Price is still a very rich man. Yeah. Uh, after that sale, right? By the way, how rich is how rich are the guys who founded Bungie now? They've been sold three times, or yeah, really bought though. and sold three times. That's you would have think they had to have taken a loss somewhere though in one of these these deals gone bad. They probably had to buy back stuff from Activision when they. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm saying there is no way the most money hungry company I can conceive yeah of um would not do something to make it difficult for them to get out but i wonder if sony not to keep jumping back before forth between stories here i wonder if sony has any plans because bungie's bungie is a, a master of monetization i wonder if they have any plans to utilize their expertise because i can't think of any other sony first party games that have microtransactions of any import i i i didn't want to uh press on the conversation too much but you know on the other side of that coin whereas you know what does sony get out of this um i think you just hit it right on the head because sony doesn't have any of these these sort of games as a service properties and bungie's been so good at it for so long um that i think that that's that's a big big factor and i think that really plays into this idea that you know everything's going to be multi-platform because that's a much more profitable endeavor than having something that's just going to drive people into your hardware ecosystem and i think this is also going to show that that doesn't make money anymore it makes money but the money is really made on these games as a service which this is a concept that really didn't um exist you know 
10 years ago outside of MMOs, but it's just ballooned so much and Sony wants some of that pie. And now they've got, uh, they've got subject matter experts in the field big time. I think about too, their, the upcoming Spartacus rumors and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I think there could be a lot of potential there. Um, you know, game pass right now, if you're a game pass subscriber, you get perks for some of their, their, uh, living games or whatever they're, whatever we call them. Uh, that could be a factor. I'm sure that's going to be a factor in Spartacus deal or PlayStation plus or whatever. They're going to be able to make like, Hey, you get this season for 50% off. If you're a, a member of our subscription plan or whatever. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what people do with it for sure. Definitely. Stuff's about to change. Yeah. Um, in the next couple of years for everybody, uh, except for Nintendo, they're going to still be selling <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Okay, so I don't have a, a website source for this, but this comes from uh, a tweet from... Well, I've seen lots of tweets to this regard. Uh, this comes from one that's a pretty small account called Dom's Playing. Yeah, but somebody who retweeted it that I know... Oh, uh, Rick Hogue over at uh, Virtual, Legal, Virtual Legality. Uh, and he just quoted some of the stuff from their press release, uh, their earnings report. They did not even list, by the way, Battlefield 2042 on their newest earnings call which is pretty bad because Battlefield was their big title, one of their big titles that came out during that quarter. Dude, are we talking about Battlefield now? Yeah. I I heard a rumor that it might be doing so bad that it might end up going free-to-play. Uh, that's possible. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, this says, no data shared on units, how many units they sold for Battlefield 2042. They said, quote, less than 10% of our revenue clearly sold less units than we thought it would. They also mentioned how it's a long tail. They'll have new content and all that. They claim that it should benefit next fiscal year. So, I mean, free to play is not a is doesn't sound out of the out of the realm of possibility to me for a Battlefield game. Um, Dave, I know you were really looking forward to Battlefield, and you ended up opting to go with Call of Duty this year instead. It seems like that was the right choice, even though I doubted you at the time. How do you feel about Battlefield's obvious bad performance? Not only the game not being amazing like everybody had hoped, but uh, financially and critically. It's sad, really, because um, it's this is two misses in a row. Uh, I think Battlefield 1 arguably was 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 a, a solid product right from the get-go, but now we've got Battlefield 5 and 2042, which are just duds, and I'm I'm seeing Battlefield streamers and people in the community just, just looking at this and they're sad because they're like, we're never going to get what we had before with, you know, Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 2 and that sort of experience. And it just seems like DICE can't figure it out anymore and or EA has killed it or something in the middle. And it's just, it's it's really too bad. Um, you know, this the, all the marketing around, we're going to have these massive multiplayer battles. Um, it it just it, it just shows that they, they weren't really reading the room because, you know, you, you balloon the player count, but then you make the maps double the size than they normally are. It feels like the exact same experience. They put and, bots in. Yeah, and then and that's the other problem is you know when you're playing against bots, and you know when right. you get a kill against a bot as opposed to a, another player, and that that's that's not fun. It's not cool. So it's I don't know. It's really sad. And I think one of the other things that was announced today or yesterday what was uh, they were going to be delaying the launch of season one until early summer which feels like an eternity away from today but um you know one thing we've learned from these games is they can have rough starts but 
in the long run they can they can round out to be pretty quality packages but sure sure um yeah it's 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 really too bad it's really too bad yeah, yeah. I was seeing um, reports of people talking about it was easier to get games with bots than real people now. Yeah. Um, which is very, very sad to see. Um, I've seen some Steam reports about, or reports somewhere. Um, I don't know if it is on Steam. I think it's on the EA launcher. But um, just numbers are so, so down. Um, and I saw that news today about the season one being delayed too. And it's just, I don't want to say time is critical for these sort of things, but it kind of is you're already losing again and again. And there's been fumble after fumble since launch, whether it's the Christmas event, whether it's the bugginess, whether it's the patches not taking, you know, not being as quick as they need to be. But the first new content, um, sizable content is now being delayed when your game hasn't even been that received um, to begin with. So it's just bad news. Um, and really disappointing, especially because of how I was talking about it last year. I had really high hopes, but. Well, as soon as they bring back Battlefield Bad Company, everything will be right with the world. It'll yeah. be a flawless, perfect game. You know this. I'm glad they didn't put out Bad Company now because it would have been bad. So, you know, that's all, that's all we need to know is the, bad, the next Bad Company game is going to be great. Yeah. I guess if, the question uh, the is. the company like... survives. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I guess like what the question is for EA now is like, what is dice to them? Because right. they, you know, they, they, they did the battlefront stuff with star Wars. Um, but you know, I, I'm sure they've invested money and they're going to make money off battlefield 2042. And I'm sure they've made a little bit off the other ones. But other than that, this, this doesn't seem to be a studio that is really working for them. And we've seen in the past, EA will shut down studios. So yeah. I don't know what this means for the future of Dice, but I'd be worried if I was them. I really and they're worry. not on any Star Wars projects right now that we know of. Yeah. Yep, I'd be surprised if they're on any projects except for fixing Battlefield. Honestly, yeah, and so. that's merited, I think. Yeah, but although Respawn does have three current Star Wars games, which is an EA brand, so Dude, they could do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they could do they, it for sure. Yeah, for sure. Dave, you mentioned it's not really a news story, but you wanted to talk about Tiny Tina's. Whatever it's called, Tiny Tina, Tiny's Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What okay. Wonderlands? I'm, I'm sure this is a game uh, people have forgotten is coming out in in uh, next month in March. Um, yeah, so I I don't know. There's no specific news around this. Uh, I guess the one little morsel you could you could put into this was that um, the PlayStation Plus games of the month for February were announced, and one of them is a standalone version of the Tiny Tina Assault on Dragon Keep uh, yeah. DLC from, from Borderlands 2. And uh, it took me a minute because I, I kind of thought that sounds familiar, but I, I don't like, is this like a, is this like a prequel to the games that's coming out? Oh, and wait, it's, I not, looked, it's not the game. It's not no, the new it's, game. That's it's, it's a standalone version of the, of the DLC from Borderlands 2. Which oh. is what Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is is based, based off of. It's yeah. based off oh, DLC. Okay. So it's interesting though that. that you you're kind of like, oh, that's not the game. And um, I think this game has got a bit of a marketing problem. Um, yeah. Because nobody really knows what it is. And I remember when the game was announced at the Game Awards, and uh, you know, some of the reaction on social media was like. Is it a Borderlands game? It's clearly part of the Borderlands universe, but is it a shooter game like that? Is it more role-playing? 
And, you know, if you if you sort of scour YouTube and see what videos are out there, it's it's just another Borderlands game. Right. Um, but it's 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 more based off of this uh, Assault on Dragon Keep um, DLC. So um, I'm curious your guys opinion, just sort of your 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 feel on the Borderlands um, franchise at this moment. Do you need more? Do you not need more? Um, is this game buried for you? Like I'm sure it is for a lot of people. I don't know. Uh, Brandon, what's what's kind of your thoughts on that? Uh, Borderlands has always been something that I've passively looked on at from the sidelines. I never really got in there. I never could quite get into it. Um, it seems on paper to be a perfect game that I would like, but something about it was always off. Um, I actually was looking forward to checking out the PlayStation Plus game because I thought it was the new game, um, just to potentially reignite my interest um, but hearing that has kind of done the opposite um, when I found out the facts. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you, Dave. Um, after watching stuff about that, I have no idea what the fuck it is. Is it like a board game where you roll dice every once in a while to determine hit? Is it just a normal Borderlands game with a ton of firearms that you could play co-op? What is it? You know what I mean? Um, and, yeah, I... I don't really need anything else from them. I honestly would like to see them do something new. Um, I want them to keep the uh, focus on co-op as large as they have in the past. But um, I know the series is beloved, though. And I don't know that this is the right direction. Uh, maybe like people who are in love with the franchise in general would love this new game. Um, but as someone who knows little to nothing about it, it has been nothing but confusing. Um, to me, as we've discovered here talking today, Dave. So, I played Borderlands 1 and 2. Uh, I didn't get super duper into them. I think I had the DLC for one of them because I got it for free or something. Uh, I can't even remember. And I liked them okay. They were fine. Borderlands 1 I liked a lot more, but it's because it was one of the first games of that style I had really played. And I didn't even have you know, a passing interest in 3 even when I saw it for like $15 or whatever it was shortly after it, or not shortly after, but about a year after it came out. Uh, so Tiny Tina's Wonderland has absolutely no appeal to me, but I don't know that that's, I'll get to the marketing part in a second. I don't know that that's the marketing problem for me. I think it's just a lack of interest in the franchise for me that kind of does that. Um, I knew that this wasn't the actual game that's coming on the, the PlayStation Plus collection, but I, and I very clearly immediately thought, well, that's just an ad for the new game like that. There's no other reason to put that game up now. It's not, it wasn't even released as its own game. As far as I remember, uh, other than to remind people about this new game coming out. And I feel like the marketing has been really weird. Now, granted, it might just not be my kind of marketing, but all the, the few, very few trailers I've seen of the game, uh, are just like kind of annoying to me. And maybe that's how that character is supposed to be. I don't know but just like shouting all the wrong things at me uh, that I don't really care for. I don't want a loud, a loud protagonist, you know, like I want a, a loud everything else and an interesting, I don't know. I, I, I guess you could just say it like first party Sony games uh, a lot of times, but yeah, so I agree. It's got a, I think it has a marketing problem and I don't really know how you reach a broader scope of people with a spinoff of a franchise that might be on its way down at this point. But Dave, you're a big Borderlands fan, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I will play this game. I love Borderlands. Um, but, uh, I, part of me wonders if, 
if they just, you know, had bad luck with, with the release window they picked. I don't know if when they selected uh, March, 2022 Elden ring had its release date. I don't think anybody knew about horizon. So that could be part of it too, where they're just waiting for um, the dust to settle on, on the big releases that are coming in February before they start really pushing the, um, you know, the, the marketing uh, efforts. But what it really looks like to me is this was a low budget Borderlands cash in. Um, They're doing the bare minimum. And I think PS plus is a good way to do that. It's actually kind of a clever way, but um, it's just starting to look more and more like this, this, this game as just sort of a weird identity. And I think a lot of people have forgotten about it. Um, Again, I'm still going to play it, but I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up because, you know, the PS plus thing happened and I was kind of curious to see how many other people had forgotten about it or even um, realize what it was. Cause honestly I had to dig to realize that it was, it was just another borderlands game. It's not a new sort of uh, there's no new gameplay mechanics or anything like that. So yeah. um, it'll be strange. interesting to see what the, the final product is, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll good see. Call. I guess good, good thoughts. Good conversation. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, the fact that it hadn't even crossed my mind that to talk about that game ever is a clear indication that uh, it's got a marketing problem because we usually talk about not everything. We we try to keep the show pretty, you know, about an hour long. But um, we try to talk about most major things, and that's just one of them that did not even cross my thinking. It's not, uh, uh, it's not too far off from the Rainbow Sick Extraction um, yeah. situation i think because again that was a game that was inspired by not dlc but more of an in-game event um and again i don't think people really knew what it was and it came out and it's sort of been a whimper but the fact that it went game pass day one kind of shows that the phase wasn't there so i think this yeah. might be a similar situation yeah agreed guys what have you been playing this week dave let's start with you um i have uh i i, I got burned by my my nintendo switch again um, so I've been playing, uh, Bloodstained, Ritual of, of Blood. I always want to say Ritual of the Night. I know that's wrong, but <laughs> it's just, it's too hard right. uh, to avoid that mistake. Um, so yeah, I went to a, a local game store, mom and pop game store, um, here in my hometown and, um, just, I wanted to buy something. I saw, uh, Symphony of the Night on Switch for, or sorry, <laughs> ritual of blood for 20 bucks on switch i was like i want something new on my switch i'm gonna play it um this game is hard uh and you die a lot in this game which is not my issue with it um it's another really bad port on the switch i talked not too long ago about my experiences with the dark side of series on the switch and this is kind of the same thing um the game literally takes a minute and a half to load up every time you die Yikes. And considering you die a lot, as I just mentioned, and it's difficult, it's supposed to be that way. Um, playing a game where it takes that long to get you, you know, to, to have another run is just, it's it's not acceptable. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. I do not think I'll finish it um, just because it's, it's, it just takes way too much away from the experience. So um, I also played a little bit of Cuphead, which is the exact opposite. That's a, another really hard game, but... 10 seconds after you die, you're right back in a new run. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, rich or, uh, uh, bloodstained, uh, bit of cuphead. Um, I've also tried to get back into destiny too. 
because um, the the witch queen is coming up and uh it seems like every four or five months i i try to get back into destiny we'll see if it takes this time um but uh yeah so other than that oh sorry the other thing is i'm on the last leg of my darksiders journey i just started darksiders 3 on my xbox series s um that is an interesting game because this is the one where they went away from the purely hack and slash combat that you got in Darksiders 1 and 2, and they made it into more of a Souls game. Um, the game was so poorly, not poorly received, but the community was really kind of upset about the, the departure that they had, that they actually made a minor, minor change that made such a big difference, which is there's a default and a classic control scheme within the game. And the only difference is that you can dodge cancel. Uh. Um, so, you know, you don't have to fully commit to your attacks like you would in a Dark Souls game. But it still is a lot more difficult than, you know, the other Darksiders game. Uh, and I really like it. It's um, one of the things I, I would have liked more out of the first two games is more one-on-one sort of fights with enemies. Whereas, you know, a lot of times you get um a whole bunch of enemies swarming you at once whereas with darksiders 3 you get a lot more one-on-one battles that are a lot more difficult you have to time your attacks you got to dodge you got to use power-ups and stuff like that so i'm only about four or five hours in but uh i'm really really liking darksiders 3 so far so yeah that's what i've been playing dave have you considered uh not playing games on your switch that aren't meant for your switch uh yes and i think that's sort of where i'm at i've just (laughs) certain events in my life i've 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 uh i've had my switch with me a little bit more so yeah i guess i guess this was the one last shot i was gonna take but uh yeah yeah, the ports to switch um i don't know it's just it's not working out but speaking of which mlb the show did you guys see it's i did i I forgot to put that in the news yeah yeah it's it's coming to game pass so now we've got two straight years of mlb the show on game pass and it's coming to switch which i will absolutely never play so (laughs) i was gonna say imagine that experience i can't imagine that would be a good experience (laughs) at all but i can't wait to see that train wreck that's for sure oh man it looked like a 95 game though so not only is Sony having to develop for Microsoft consoles, they're now having to develop for Nintendo consoles as well. Shills. Shills. <laughs> Just bringing in that money. Wow. Okay. Brandon, you're up. Well, so I finished up Guardians of the Galaxy, and there was a hole in my chest. I talked about oh. how last week, not a penetrable hole, Ben. I know what you're thinking. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> a metaphorical <laughs> hole this time. Okay. Um, so I said that I booted up Skyrim last week and I did. Yeah. Um, and that was it. I just played it. I, I actually, <laughs> I, I actually left from here to boot it up and then I stopped and I haven't played it since. Oh, since really? Okay. Yeah. So I was just yearning for something new. I wanted a new story experience and not that I couldn't receive that from Skyrim, but it's so vast. I wanted something a little bit more on rails. Well, you've also seen that story a thousand Correct. times. Yeah. So I did something after being shamed in the discord I followed your lead, Ben. Yeah. I started the Uncharted series oh, and I yeah. am, I've completed one and two and I'm about 75% done through three. Um, and I'm just on my way. I have until the 18th, which is when the movie comes out. And so I will most definitely um, beat it by then. I beat the, the, both of the first two games in two days. That's um, okay. I'm really angry because I was going to talk about how I had made some progress in Uncharted one. And I thought I was almost done, but you've beat two in the time it took me to play like four more hours. Well, I had a lot of time in the last couple of days, so I don't usually have the weekends off, but I did this weekend. Okay. Um, so uh, in between cleaning, I had some time to play. 
Nice. Um, and uh, no, it's been really good. What an excellent series. Um, I've actually remember a lot more than I thought I did. I have started and tried to play multiple of these games multiple times and have never finished. Uh-huh. Um, I remember things from one. I remember things from two. I don't know that I've ever played three. Um, maybe briefly for like 30 minutes, but I definitely remembered a lot from two. Um, so I'm glad to have finally uh, fully finished some of these experiences to prepare myself for the movie. Not like I think that's necessary by any means, but I just wanted to, you know, put in the time. It's about time. So what better time than now? Nice. Yeah. Uh, that was going to be one of my only ones is that um, I've uh, been playing more of the first Uncharted. It's obviously shows its age, but I still like it. Doesn't it though? Yeah, it does a lot. Yeah, it's 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 really frustrating at points. Yeah, um, but it's good. It's it good is. in imagining that then when yeah. it came out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, sixty frames nonetheless, which I was pleased to see. Sure. Yeah. Uh, throughout, and I will be doing the ten dollar upgrade for four. Um, for four in the Lost Legacy. Yeah. And I will receive my free movie ticket. Wow. How about it? I don't know if I can get that upgrade, that ten dollar upgrade. Can I? You should I have it digitally. You have four. I don't see why not. I have it digitally, so yeah. I should be able to get it. Yeah. Okay. You probably what, what ends up happening. And what oh wait, I've no, seen, I have four on the PlayStation Plus collection. Then maybe not. Probably though. Probably. I don't see why not. But you'd have to check. I'll log in when I get to there and see if it lets me. Yeah, I was going to say, worst comes to worst, you could borrow my disc if it's going to be weird. So well, then it might make me keep the disc. Yeah, we'll see. Ah, whatever. If I'm on pace, then yeah, I'll, that's I'll, true. That's true. yeah, I'll be done with it. So yeah. Uh, the other thing I've been playing, I'm pretty sure I can say this out loud. Uh, I just barely started Dying Light Two. I did not get it through Handsome Phantom. I got it through um, uh, my other job. Uh, they gave us some codes to play. I'm playing it on Xbox, but I'm playing it on the Series S, which was not my preference. Uh, but I'm not going to ever complain about a free code. Uh, I've only barely touched the beginning of it, and I don't think I can offer any impressions. But that that that's so pretty cool. Knowledge, yeah, still pretty uh, cool. Yeah, I've I've like literally paid played half an hour of it at, at most. Uh, of course, I'm always playing Sea of Thieves. There's been some cool stuff happening lately. Uh, some frustrating stuff happening lately. They're you know they're taking out a mode that a lot of people enjoy, but very few people play. And they had a big disaster on their like huge first community day where there were a lot of perks and stuff to play. And they had like 55 times the amount of normal people logging in and trying to play. Um, so it's been in a weird spot lately, but I still like I absolutely still love the game. I love playing it always when I'm playing it. So uh, I'm doing a 24 hour stream this coming Saturday into Sunday. So that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sounds cool. Sounds cool. So I hope it's actually cool. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to like need the poop during that time dude you got to get one of the sheets the the local gas station just started selling g fuel milkshakes which is the most repulsive what? thing i could possibly imagine but you got to stop down for the stream specifically and get a g fuel milkshake i saw a fucking billboard with a g fuel milkshake i could on not it. believe that's a thing yeah me neither what a world we live in i know right now gamers she- have <laughs> never been more lavish yeah. than to be able to go into sheets and get a milky creamy g fuel beverage um, fresh <laughs> made to order oh god made to order you know oh that's pretty much it for me um i'm looking forward to uh a bunch of other stuff though that's coming out i'm looking forward to horizon uh, i'm looking forward to 
keep on playing Uncharted. Yeah, man. Uh, which I've, it's not new coming out, but you know, uh, I'm looking forward to a lot of the smaller games coming out in the near future. So it should be a good time. Yeah. Ben, I want to say one more thing before we wrap up. Yeah. I'm interested to know, I want to check back in when you played and continued through the Uncharted. The more I've played of the game, the less excited I am to see the movie. Uh, I have never been excited to see the movie. I'm going to see it regardless. Yeah, I'm going to see it. I guess that's probably true. I don't know that I have been excited. I'm curious, right. I guess. Um, but as I play Uncharted, I just... It, it it feels less and less like the single trailer I've watched. So right. I guess we will find out. Yeah. Boys, anything else to end off the show? I, you can't answer this question, Ben. Um, but... Uh, Brandon, Dying Light 2 reviews drop uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow. So by the Ooh. time most people, by the time most people listen to this episode, they'll probably know what's yeah. your what's your prediction of where the the Metacritic lands for Dying Light 2. I'm thinking like low 70s. Really? That's just okay. a god, man. Honestly, I think it's gonna. I talked about this before um about how this just gives me like ubisoft syndrome just vast and bland um so that's what i'm imagining and once you get past the surface level of um rpg and exciting parkour i would imagine that it's going to be mostly bland um but i would love to be surprised i would love to be surprised real quick cut in here brandon said vast and bland and i almost said yeah like your mom but i know his mom and she's a lovely lady so i couldn't do that she's very nice she's not vast nor bland well, she is. She's. She's. Uh, what's the word I was looking for? Bland, as in like she's very white. Yeah. But anyway, white bread. Yeah. Dave, sorry. I I would have agreed with you, Brandon. Uh, and I, I was pretty high on this game before. I've said it on the show, but um, <clears throat> one of the big things they kind of push with this game is how like you know your decisions really change the world in like big, big important ways. Skill Up did a um a preview video on dying light 2 uh, based on like 10 hours of gameplay and uh one of the things he said was they delivered on that so if that is the case my guess is this is going to land somewhere in the high 70s so um yeah we'll see tomorrow we'll yeah. see tomorrow but uh yeah. the fed the, the the new holiday of gaming starts officially today february 1st yeah. dude it's time for what it's worth i would have also guessed uh high 70s but not at all based on my play experience because I haven't played enough to see anything good or bad. Uh, so that's not based on anything. But <laughs> are you gonna? Do you think? Do you see yourself finishing it? Uh, I, all five hundred well, hours? No, I will play the story. <laughs> I will finish the story and probably a few side missions. But I won't beat the game. I won't beat. I won't get anywhere near platinum or anything like that. Especially since I'm playing it on Xbox. It'll be hard cool. to get a platinum on Xbox. Well, maybe in the future. Who knows? With all the stuff going on, right? We'll see all right that's our show appreciate it thanks for hanging out uh go over to patreon.com slash phantom support us at the one dollar month or higher for ad free early access discord is available to you as well we appreciate you listening thanks for hanging out we'll see you next time the hp podcast and handsome phantom is supported by our proud patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom htrons maurice bays passive pixels edwin castillo Fusebro. Boots, Poot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Straw Hat Ninja, Jared Cavaliero, and Jason Canham.